You know how I think about Canadians. I love them. I'm just hanging wing. Out and proud. The universe fights to save itself, to save everything the heroes have come. Good lord, dude. Hav is laughing because he knows how hard it is to fight crabs. Hi there, and welcome to Hav and Charles Talk Comics, episode 13, or as Hav would put it, our 14th episode, our 14th podcast, but our 13th episode. Today we're going to be talking about 1602 and Mouse Guard. I am Charles, and I am here with my compatriot, my friend, my secret, well, no, there's nothing secret about anything we do together, Javier Gonzalez. Hi, Hav. Hey, Charles. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I try to change I'm glad. I, I'm glad you're not... I'm glad you're not ashamed of me anymore, and you're letting everybody know you're friends with me now. I, I am doing a podcast with you. I, I did come across, I got a phone call at work today, and I looked up the, the customer information, put the phone number, and it pops up, and the name was Javier Gonzalez, and I laughed, because I was like, I go, Javier Gonzalez? And she's like, yes, and I'm like, okay. And I was like, I want to, ex- I had to explain, I was like, hold on, I'm not laughing at the name. I was like, I, I, have a, I have a good friend who I do a podcast with, whose name is Javier Gonzalez. So, who knew it was a girl's name, huh. too? I, I did not know that. I, it was her husband. I, I'm sorry, I, I was teasing on the girl's name thing. Oh, well, you never know. Yeah, it could be a girl's name. There could be, there could be a girl, girl named Hav. Just like a boy named Sue. Yes. It's going to be my new graphic novel, A Girl Named Hav. You're going to think it's about you. And you're going to be right. Because I'm so vain? No, no. It'll be based on what I think is your life, but as a girl named Huff. I was trying to do a thing on that song. You're so vain. You're so vain. You probably think this graphic novel's about you, <laughs> don't you? I, I, that was the number one song in the nation the week I was born. Cool. I like that song. I, I do, too. It, it was about me. Anywho. Ex- exactly. So, hey, welcome, everybody. So, this is the penultimate, I think, we've decided, podcast for this first season. Oh, man, I wish I'd have thought. I, I never get to use the word penultimate, and you just knocked it out of the park there. That's awesome. Thank and, you. And that's the end of this podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I just used a big word, Yeah. and I'm going to end on a, on a high note. And you do like to beat the jokes to death, because I think you did the, hey, thank you, that's the end of the podcast at the beginning of at least... I know for sure because I finished ep- uh, I finished editing the episode two nights ago. The one that will have dropped. Oh wait, this is thirteen, twelve, eleven. Episode eleven. Episode eleven. You use that joke. I'll be curious to see. I'll, I'll go back to. You go back. To I'll the go well. back to the well on you. <laughs> That's oh okay. yeah. That's okay. Hobbs' repetitive jokes are brought to you by the public library. The public library. It's free, yo. And brought to you by socialism. Ooh, do you see what I just did there? I did. I did I it did. again. Yes. Oh, it's going to be... Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, for those of you who are sticking around, the comic I suggested we read today is 1602 by Neil Gaiman. And it, it's kind of a off-the-beaten-path for me because comics-wise, Neil Gaiman is not really my cup of tea. I'm not a... I've, I've tried it various times. I, I think I need to try it again because I like his novels, but i not really ever gotten into The Sandman. But I might take another shot at it at some point. And Hav, you suggested Mouse Guard. Yep. 
I sure did, which I think is a little, for me, off the beaten path, for sure. But something I did pick up when it came out back in the mid-2000s. But that's very cool. I it I, was just it was just different. Yeah, it was very different. Um, and we will and we will get into that after we talk about sixteen oh two because once again, well, not once again, like it happens all the time, but it's happened now a few times. The comic I suggested came out first, so we do try to do this, other than one exception, in order of publication. So sixteen oh two by Neil Gaiman. What'd you think? It was good. It's 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 good to borderline. I thought great, and I I did pick this up when it came out. But it I read it back when it came out. Not shockingly, probably to most, I didn't remember a bunch of it. I, I remembered the general gist of it. You know, the title kind of gives it away. It was said in 1602. You get your your heroes back in that era, and I, I liked it. Neil Gaiman, just you know, I not never got into the Vertigo stuff he did for uh, for DC back in the day, the Sandman stuff. American Gods is is Neil Gaiman too, I believe. Yeah, that's a great. That one. I've watched the first couple first couple seasons of that on Stars, maybe, and then for some reason dropped off watching that. I need to catch up on that. Nothing but good things. I did read Neil Gaiman's to synergize the crap out of this. He did a a run of on Eternals, an Eternals, I think limited series at some point in time that is. Well regarded, just so you know, Charles. Okay. Because I think you've made your thoughts well known on the on the Eternals. I I am I am afraid for that movie. I really am, and I I I, I hope to be wrong. I do. I am not. I if it is good, I'm going to like it. I love Marvel movies, and Marvel movies are great. It very much worries me, and it doesn't worry me in the same way that you were worried about Guardians of the Galaxy. Because I don't have a good trailer to make me go, oh, maybe my worries are wrong. Wow, they, they could do this. I, Yeah, there's a lot of Icarus superpower in that trailer. We'll see. I, Ex- I'm, you exposition, Hav. Exposition. That's, that's a joke from the podcast. All right, sorry. Yeah. You, you, I know. I, I couldn't help it. It's okay. No, I, I, again, I, wait, wait and see. I liked it good stuff there's some slow stuff which is fine it's said historically when is it queen elizabeth yeah queen elizabeth is at the tail end of her reign and of course you know stuff happens where she's intimately involved and it's kind of cool that nick fury is her spy master back way when and uh and you you slowly get introduced to the 1602 1602 versions of various Marvel Supers. I don't know. You you liked it. I did like it. I did like it. So, yeah, we meet all the Supers one by one as they come in. As you mentioned, we get to see Queen Elizabeth get intimate with Nick Fury, which is really disturbing because she's on her deathbed and just it's all loose skin. And what? <laughs> I was just riffing on that. You use the word intimate and Queen Elizabeth. So I was... Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Not that kind not intimate, not like that, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there's that there's that now in my brain. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, one of the opening that, that's shots. Revenge, that's revenge for all that. Oh, yeah, you and your Aunt May thing. Um, yeah, settle down there, buddy. Exactly. I I deserved it. I'll take that. I can I can handle that. 
Yeah, I bet you can handle Queen Elizabeth. That's that's one of my one of my things, oh. man. Oh, that's oh that that, that that's one of your uh, your freebies. The current Queen oh. Elizabeth. <laughs> Julie's perfectly fine with that. Go knock yourself out, hun. <laughs> if you think you can get that, you go for it. Oh. Okay. A- actually, so that's going to be the follow-up to a girl named Hav. It's going to be Hav takes his shot with Queen Elizabeth. Right. Right. Just and not a lot of words in that. It's just going to be a lot of big splash pages. Uh, hey, so in sixteen oh two, poor Angel, man. So back when we did Mutant Massacre, he gets strung up by his wings, right? Yes. Uh, and oh, and, yeah. and loses crap. his wings. What and the in this thing, no shit. Poor guy. The freaking nobody ever suspects the Spanish Inquisition. And <laughs> of all people, in sixteen oh two, freaking Magneto's running the show over there, and you find out. Wow. That just, you had to wait like three issues to get there. And you're like, it's only eight issues long. And it's uh, just behind. I know, I know. It just cracks me up how quick you get to that. There is no, they're captured by the Inquisition and they're trying to ferret out these witch breed. And oh, by the way, the head of the Inquisition in Spain is Magneto. You well, know. early on they do. I feel like early on they introduce Petros and yeah. Lady Maximoff, and it's they an do. old it's an old white guy with white hair, albeit with a beard. And I yeah. I don't think it took you know Sherlock Holmes or Batman to figure out that maybe that was Magneto. I know. I just it's just a common theme. I'm enjoying. I do like I do like just jumping in and just saying, hey, by the way, here's the big reveal. And if you haven't read it, it did come out in 2003. So I feel like that's on you, listeners, oh, I, I that haven't read it. I understand. There's just no build with you. There, There is. I would enjoy reading a a novel that you wrote. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first line. So just so you know, the butcher did it. So let's get into this, okay? <laughs> actually, that, that would actually... Actually, that would actually... Wow. Words. You you had I was going to point out great. just a little earlier just just you know about the filler you said you you put in the cold open for whatever podcast you just did which they're all running together now at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's for the one that will come out behind this before okay. this. Just or just whatever timestamp right now about 2 or 3 minutes ago you had a pretty good succession of fillers there that was oh. pretty good. Oh, I'm sure I did. But if if you notice I cut out a lot of when I do it, I leave everything you do wrong in. Yeah, everything. You do. Sometimes I loop well. stuff. So I just take it and I and I go, oh oh yeah, that sounds like if he said that like four times in a row, that would be great. I, exactly. I do not have the patience to do that. I I actually I we are not y- y'all. If y'all think this is poorly made and we we sound bad, you have no idea the work I do to make us sound this bad. He is slaving away at his <laughs> I, keyboard and I, with I am his toiling mouse. away at the editing factory, literally thirty minutes at a time. Or, well, it was more than that yesterday, but I kind of get behind the eight ball and grind a little bit. So that was exciting for the listeners at home. We, we Let's see, we've given away the story, and I've I've made fun of Hav. All right, folks, that's the podcast. Uh, hey, you can't, that's my thing. You, oh. can't, you can't do that. That's my bit. I should keep well, your hands go off. Go ahead. I should keep my you hands know. off your thing? Exactly. But okay. I get to keep my mouth on it. <laughs> Oh, so hey, the, one of the big plot lines of 1602, to not so gently segue back into this thing, there's a package coming from, gosh darn it, there's a, Jerusalem? A, there's some, 
from Jerusalem that there's everybody a, there, wants. There's a hard package coming from Jerusalem. I know. Yeah, I said package. I know, I know. Uh, I was just having fun with that because when the if you were building to a reveal there, me saying a hard package because it turns out to be a stick made of right. wood. There is a, it, it does. Yes, that that was why I I jumped on that. I jumped on that. Oh, uh, linear storytelling that we are butchering from hell. A MacGuffin-like part of this is that there is a package coming from the Holy Land. Nick Fury is going to meet it, and it's kind of the gathering of the heroes, because Nick Fury is the... Wow, it is pouring rain there. Yeah, can you hear that? It's because we got yeah, skylights in this no, main I know, room. I know, I was just... I, I, I was just that, that's fine. It was just amazing. All of a sudden, I heard it. Yeah, so the it's the gathering of the heroes. You first meet Nick Fury talking to Queen Elizabeth, and Doctor Strange is her her physician doctor. yeah literally yeah. her doctor and he's also obviously dr strange peter parker actually peter parkour is nick fury's aide-de-camp his boy his protege apprentice what have you he also has a aunt and uncle his aunt may and uncle benjamin they quickly meet a blind irish troubadour who is also a secret spy for nick fury who is sent on the mission to meet the mysterious package. Troubadour or Troubadour? That is a very good question that I... Okay. Whichever way I said it is probably wrong. I, I don't know. I just... I, I, it, I think but it's yeah, Troubadour. We, we, Did I say Troubadour? Okay. I thought you said Troubadour. It's okay. I, I could just, have. Troubadour. I, I could be saying it wrong. I don't know. I, I've I, never... I don't think I've ever said Troubadour out loud. If I had, I said it wrong? Thank you for I correcting my yeah. grammar, huh? Yeah. Please keep it up. I, I can be... Yeah. yeah. Anyways... Well, so the, the 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 blind dude, of course, is none other than what is his name in this? Is it Daredevil. Matthew? Well, it's Daredevil, and he is it's the Murdoch. devil. It's Murdoch, is it? Okay, I think it is. Yeah, he's yeah. They okay. didn't really stray just... from names in this. No, they didn't. And there is a cool. There's a couple cool scenes, especially when it's all dark and Peter and and Fury meet him for the first time, and he's just old Daredevil. Yeah, he in the dark doing his thing. Yeah, he is completely Daredevil. It, it was fun, except he's not as big a tool as Daredevil is sometimes. He's more of the uh, wandering minstrel. Did I did yeah. I pronounce minstrel right? I think you did. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say <laughs> gay on that. What else we got here? You do, and I look. I just took some notes, so if I'm going way out of order, eventually no, Daredevil meets up with his help to go get the the thing from Jerusalem. And that's the most dangerous woman in Europe, who you find out is Black Widow. I forget what her name is in this, if it is just Natasha. And she accompanies him for, for a spell. Remember? No? Am I? Yes, the Black Widow does accompany him for a spell. And she makes reference. She isn't called the Black Widow, but she makes reference to her husband who died. And at one point, she's knitting a spider web. Yeah. It was a, it yeah. was a really nice nod to who she is, and she is the most dangerous woman in the world. Yeah, she she shows that. You find out that there was some travelers on the high seas that they they go miss they've gone missing for a year or two. It seems like at some time they were good friends with 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 Fury, and there's a, oh because Daredevil's one of his songs that he's singing to the patrons of of the of the tavern when we meet him he's. Singing the ballad of the fantastic, oh yeah, and the four souls lost, and it's of course 
about a, a ship on, on the high seas and they encounter a strange light and they all are imbued with these fantastic powers and then they go on adventures and then eventually they go missing and everybody presumes them dead. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was cool. What I particularly liked about that is how just terrible the lyrics to that song were. I, and I know that sounds mean to say, but so often it when a writer will do like something like that, they're, they're, they're at least hacky, but okay, it works. I swear all of those were just terrible. It was like, maybe there is a good ballad there, but this particular minstrel is really just garbage at it. Maybe like it's not his primary job. Yeah, I get it. But, but do you know what I'm saying, right? Because I, I was You're trying right. to get some sort of story. Every time I'd read it, I'm like, what the hell? Uh, to the point where I kind of just started skimming it. Well, I, I have to say, I'm pretty sure he did that on purpose because I have read novels that he's written and he he's good at stuff like that. So it, it amused me because of that as well. I was just like, okay. Maybe he was trying to do like a Monty Python bit, Monty Python bit, where there's the it's so just hacky and it's just so hacky and choppy. It's just, eh, let me just throw this down here. Yeah. Just, I'm going to move this along. What else we got? When do how How fast into it are we introduced to... The witch breed, pretty much immediately. Is it they pretty early? To, yeah, because they're they've got poor angel that's on the right. cover of a magazine. Oh wait, that's cover. Eighties pop song. That's an eighties pop song, but yeah, they've got him strung up by his wings, and they're talking about witch breeds, which is clearly mutants since they're talking to a mutant. The twins are there, Pietro and Wanda. Wanda, yeah, yeah. working for the Grand Inquisitor, who as Hav gave away is magneto and they right. are they, they are really trying to i don't I, I i really he's doing the same thing he always wants to do he wants to take over the world basically and be in charge and have mutants take over now i will say i liked the adaptation of his backstory being taken away as a an orphaned child and forcibly baptized and then forced to be uh, by a priest and then there was a big fight about him wanting to go back, and they couldn't take him back to go back with the Jews, so he's no longer a Jew. So I, I did like that. So he had a he at least had a built-in beef with the church. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, but a I mean, he doesn't have a built-in beef with the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah. No, good point. Oh, and you also find out that Magneto as a Grand Inquisitor, different than, you know, whatever, the 616 or them said in the modern day, he's killing mutants that are visibly different but is okay with mutants that can essentially walk amongst quote-unquote normal people and that's his his line in the sand for some reason and i don't know if there's ever besides that being the reason like okay a guy with wings you can obviously tell he's a mutant he's got to go he's got to be killed but if you look normal you're cool come with me well, I think that the whole point of that is he can hide in plain sight and he has to do his job. I mean, there's clearly these witch breeds out there and he has to do something about them. So if he kills them off, he can also collect the normal looking ones. That's a big give, you know, a big sacrifice, I would think. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess Ma- that's a reasonable explanation. It's just it's it's Ma- extreme to me because Magneto is not a good guy. Yeah, but remember that one run in the 80s, the headmaster, and he was good for a while and he was in charge and... Yeah, yeah, no. No, he's, I, he's a bad guy. Yeah, that was a that was what's the word I'm looking for? That was stupid. Was it stupid? No. It was stu- <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
No, I, I don't think it was stupid. I, I, I so, like when it, we go back, but Magneto is a bad guy. He he is, he he legitimately is. He he has some things that the ends do not always justify the means, and he thinks the ends always justify the means. He's damn near a sociopath, or or just is, just is, just a bad guy. And Petros and Wanda just kind of go along with him. Although, isn't there a thing at the end? Ah, speaking of going to the end, where he insists that. In this iteration, Carlos Javier, Charles Xavier, but it's 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 Carlos Javier, which is my but Carlos is my brother's name, by the way. I don't know. You probably knew that, maybe. I think you um, mentioned that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he he insists that Carlos Javier take his 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 take his underlings, but they don't know that they're his kids. Yes. He he explains. That? Yeah, I do. I do. He uh, he explains to Carlos that they are his twins. They are his children, but they can never know, and he needs to train them. And he will be off in the new world at the same time. When this all ends, Magneto had Magneto helps out, which Hav will give away here in a minute. And that he will call on him, but he needs to raise his he needs to raise his children, or well, not they're adults. He needs to train them so that I don't know, so they can become Avengers. That that again, he's just dropping stuff. For if he came back to it, and I don't think Neil Gaiman ever came back to 1602. Although there are some, there's some fun stuff in that world that they continued with, including some Spider-Man stuff. I saw that. I, I saw that, and I'm interested enough so that maybe in our winter break, I've got that on the list to to, to look up and see. There's a few too, more oh, yeah. than a few, like four or five after this mm-hmm. volumes. Yeah, they had some fun in that world. It, it was a it was a really neat world. The the whole world building he did taking the the marvel universe and moving it back and he he literally did that's what we come to find out the this world is ending and this world is ending because at one point it was the beginning of the uh, 616 universe this this is the 1602 of the 616 universe except someone had something had come into it that did not belong there was a right one of the other driving forces behind this was Virginia Dare, who was the first child born in Roanoke. The Roanoke being the lost North Carolina colony that was just gone when they came back to resupply. And they're, it, it, So it's the lost colony. They, no one knows what happened to it, although they're pretty sure they know now, but I'm not going to go into that. They they do? Wait, okay, no, wait a second. Now, do they really know now, they think, what happened to it? Oh, yeah. Because I thought it was one of those where everything's kind of left where it was, and it's very it was very undisturbed and kind of eerie. Well, they, they, they think they ran out of food, and uh, a lot of them died, and what was left of them ended up with the Native American tribe in the area, if I remember correctly. Gotcha. And... Okay. But, well, in Virginia Dare, the first the first child born in the New World to the settlers, obviously there were Native Americans that were born to them, not the New World, just the world that were yes. there before. But the Virginia Dare's the first English born offspring. Those were all the people we had to kill in order to have America the way we want it. Well, yeah. Well, you have no sense of ownership? Okay, good. We'll uh, keep that in mind for later. <laughs> all right. Yeah, except that was only the, 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 since we just had, literally just had Indigenous Peoples Day or Murdering Rapist Day on monday that was them pretty sure that the native americans in north america had a fairly good idea of yes these are our lands <laughs> right we've, we've been here for a little bit what do you yeah, mean it's, it's not ours yeah yeah columbus day is still a federal holiday yes i know so going oh, forward, anyways going yeah. forward she is sent by her father so roanoke still exists it did not disappear so she is sent to england to beg of the queen 
for help because they need people to come. They need money to come. They need to build this colony. And she has a protector, this giant white Indian. Blonde-haired. Blonde-haired, blue-eyed, named... Not-so-subtle named... Rajas, Raja, 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 how do you pronounce it in your yeah, head? Yeah, it, it is. We, we I'm gonna Rajas. Do, yeah, Ra, Raja. It, I couldn't, I couldn't come up. It has to be that because it turns out, as as Hav, I want to do this before Hav does. Uh, we get down to it. This is who the problem is. It's Steve Rogers. He was sent back uh, somehow by a guy who had taken over the United States when all and it had done. Holy crap, another apocalypse. By the way, didn't even think about it until just... There was just basically another dystopian future. America had been taken over. He came back out of retirement, even though he was still a young man. And all the, the, the scene of the, the shot of an old Spider-Man in chains and an old Daredevil in chains. And then just, well, there's Steve Rogers. Uh, that, that's, I like that when they I, I, point the, out the, that the super serum allows him pretty much not to age. And then you have other comics like the one, well, like the Marvel universe, the movie universe that, oh no, he got old. Did he? Did he lose the super serum thing? Because he didn't get old when he was in in ice. Anywho. Or just cryogenics work. Or does the super serum, okay, I'm not going to. No, that that. scene, no, that scene, that panel you're talking about is one that stuck out in my head too, because it's all, it's poor Peter Parker and Matt Murdock, it kind of half in their their costumes have not, but all pudgy, oh, yeah. all beer bellied and, and old and yeah. frumpy looking, but they're in, they're in handcuffs. Yeah. I, I don't know about the, since anyway, no, I, I won't, I won't fanboy nerd on Spider-Man. About what? That. Oh no. I was just going to, the whole paunchy and that I'm like, come on, he's got the proportional strength of a spider. He'll still be fit. And the, and the metabolism. I don't know if spiders have super fast metabolisms. I'm just saying that. <laughs> no clue. So, oh, and the one thing for Virginia Dare. So she she comes back, and I, you know, at, at one point, someone's trying to kidnap her. Correct? Uh, no, she was being. She was. They were trying to assassinate her. They grabbed her. Were they trying to assassinate her? Yes, they were trying to assassinate her. Or, or kidnap her. They were trying to assassinate. Okay. Her. Uh, we we know that because well, the, what we know that. Okay, you're gonna. We know that because one of the assassins who had already attacked Nick Fury said there were three assassins for Nick Fury. That's right. Virginia Dare and your personal favorite, Queen Elizabeth. The Pope. Oh, the Queen. Sorry, I knew yeah. that. I'm just joking. <laughs> I was thinking of the Pentaver from. I'm oh, sorry, married an axe murderer. The Gettys, the Rothschilds, and I'm gonna blank on it now. The Gettys, the Rothschilds, the Queen, the Pope. And Colonel Sanders. They put this chemical in they it. It makes you crave it fortnightly. Keith, exactly. head down. Love that movie. Oh, man. Love that movie. I do, too. Oh, man. We now have to have Underrated. a podcast all about so, that God, movie. We, tangents all over the place here. What else? Oh, Virginia Dare. So they're trying to kill her, and very very Cap-like, Rajas... The the big, burly, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Native American she brought with her grabs like a big round serving tray, knocks the thing out of the sky that the... the gosh, it's a Superman bad... It's a Superman. It's a Spider-Man bad guy. It looks like... Uh, oh, the yeah, cro- it does. No, it's not the crow. The vulture. What's the, what's the bad guy? The vulture, thank you. But she turns into a griffin? Yeah, evidently she turns into a griffin. Now, they alluded to something about her. With that, will it, will it will they be safe around me? Can I do this? Because she evidently, we find out she turns into all sorts of different animals. It's just she, 
just whatever. When she's scared, she turns into animals. And this bothered me so much, I had to Google it. Like, who, who the heck is Virginia Dare supposed to be? The only thing I found on the Google search was that maybe she's like a snowbird, the, the, the Alpha Flight character. Did you ever read any Alpha Flight? So uh, a not, part of that team is a, is a... Yeah, I, I've read Alpha Flight. Is a character Snowbird Marvel was in tar- tar- charge of it, but ah, okay. Well, no, this is way back, like yeah. John Byrne's original run. Okay, she her her power is she can turn into different animals. Hey, you know how I think about Canadians. I love them, and I told you awesome. that. Oh my, oh my gosh, I yeah, love okay. Canadians. Now you're, you're saying that because it's recording. No, yeah, I, yeah, I absolutely sure. love Canada. Mm-hmm. It is awesome, and Letter Kenny okay. may be my favorite TV show. I like that show a lot too. Although I can only take it in bursts. Like I could, I couldn't binge that. Like I can do one or two episodes, and they're short episodes. I binged it twice during I, the but, pandemic, and I binged it. Oh, I may stay up all night watching Letterkenny okay. again tonight. There you go. What else we got here? Oh, we were also introduced at some point to the handsome Count Otto von Doom. Oh yeah, and they keep stressing the handsome, and he was when when He's you just see a good looking him, dude. He is a good looking dude. And he will always mm-hmm. be a good-looking dude. I mean, because that's the story of Doom. Although I do like the one iteration version where it's he's just got like one big scar on his face. You ever seen where? And he's just that's why he wears the mask. You ever seen that one? No, I haven't. Or I, I mean, I might have, but I don't yeah. remember that. That's well, he's that vain. Um, he is vain. I mean, th- this yeah. is the guy that thinks the world of himself. And basically, I I was listening to the Character Corner podcast that I like. And they were talking about Doom and how Doom always wins, except when he doesn't, and he does get beat on occasion, but then it almost invariably gets retconned as that was a Doom bot. Right. So and it, that went it, to that, people do that all the time. Yeah, it's like, oh, New no, writers. he didn't actually lose. That was a Doom bot, and they have flaws. And I'm like, okay, so, well, isn't his main flaw cowardice? Why is he not? No, but it, it, is, a, it is a fascinating, fascinating thing. So keep going through what your else? notes. What uh, else? Um, no, I'm I'm just looking at yeah I got so you're introduced to to Doctor Strange's wife Clea who's also I believe a sorcerer in her own right yeah uh, she's from somewhere else that we never really get get to find out what that is because she then at the very end of this goes back to where she I I didn't get that one it, and I'm sure if I'd have done some research she might be somebody that we know about or because it mentions that he rescued her from Dorm- Dormammu. And Lord, that must be really big in Doctor Strange. Dormammu. Oh, Dormammu. I mean, good Lord. I, I liked the Doctor Strange movie, but Doctor Strange is not my jam. I never read a lot of Doctor Strange. And the little I did, I did back, there was Strange Tales that came out in the 80s. That was a, a split thing where they did when Doctor Strange, part, part of it was Doctor Strange story. And then the next, the second half was Cloak and Dagger. And Dormammu was a player in that, even in that short run I read. I had been mispronouncing his name in my head until the movie came out. That's the only reason I know how to say it is the bad American accent saying it over and over again. Dormammu. Yes. Well, not. Is that what you want? Don't want to say again? What? No, huh? no. I, I was Dormammu. Just, I was just making a comment about Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent. Yeah, that's a little rough sometimes. It really. I almost is. wish he just would have done br- br- done I, it British. I really, I really wish he did. It could have been a wonderfully pretentious, and they could even make fun of it. Dude, you're from Queens or something like. At times, it's just because he's an American, but they could have literally just used the English accent. You're fine. You act better with. Or it, he acts they fine. Don't get me wrong. They could have said he studied at Oxford for a yeah, while, and then that, and he was, could be you put guy. on pretenses. That's what I mean. He's the pretentious asshole that goes to England for a semester and comes back with an English accent. I mean, they absolutely well, could have made those, it work. 
there's also those Northeasterners that are soy hoity toity. They almost try to put on a different kind of semi British accent, yes, especially they're, they're probably not so assholes. much now, but back in the day. Yeah. Freaking <laughs> liberal Northeasterners and their pretentiousness. Pretentiousness? Is that a word? Anyways. No, and Doctor Strange, no, I'm not a big, I wasn't a big Doctor Strange person. Didn't read a bunch of stuff. And Clea, yeah, you're right. She just kind of is like, okay, I'll see you guys. And then this big portal opens and she's gonzo. She's yeah. out of there at the end. Yeah. Which was interesting and weird, but it did wrap up her arc, I guess. Because, oh, because Doctor Strange, well, shoot, I'm going to spoil that, I guess. Well, dude, I, I, I was surprised you waited that long. Yeah, Doctor Strange doesn't have a good run of it in this. In this, in this no, he gets executed by King James, who, after Doom assassinates Queen Elizabeth, or has her assassinated by an auto- automaton that he sends. That's provided to him by Doom, yeah. correct, I think. Uh, yeah, as a gift. It kills her. And then, in rides from Scotland, King James, and he's going to take over the be the king of both countries and he is going to eradicate the rich breed so they send they take into custody carlos xavier and his special kids including the youngest page apprentice mr gene gray yeah there's a wonderful because they rescued they had rescued who's it what's it angel 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 yes and then they bring them back to the, well, it, it's, they bring them back to their version of upstate New York where they have the gifted academy. And he meets this young man and he wants to, they, they, they start to become friends. And Ha's favorite character, Asshole Boy, is very, very upset that Angel is even talking to this other young man. And just every time they're together, he's like, what do you, you get out of here. You go away. You stop that. And, and it builds up and it builds up and it builds up. And I couldn't quite get it. I, I, Comically, I I, at, oh, some, yeah, yeah, at some yeah. level. No, it, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun because clearly Angel thinks he's a dude. And I couldn't yeah. quite decide if, one, you have to figure out Angel has never had a friend because they talk about his mother raised him, but they killed her because they found out about him. But she was hiding him so he wouldn't be killed by the Inquisition. And they captured him, so he ca- her, his mother, so he came back because they said, if you don't come back, we'll kill her. And then they killed her anyway. So he's never had a friend. Yeah. Here's this, this nice young man wanting to be his friend. But I, I kind of got the back and forth when it's a given away after Jean Grey dies, spoiler, that I don't know if he just saw her as a friend. He still knew she was a guy, but maybe he also had feelings for that young young man. I couldn't quite. Oh, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know which way they were going with that. And I'm OK not knowing I because I have I can I can take that either way that I finally have a friend and geez, this guy in the visor's a prick about it. Uh, or because I kind of think he the way he responds when Summers apo- tries to apologize to him for being a dick. Oh, I misunderstood. I I thought you knew she was a woman and you were trying to have a and the kind of the way he he responds to that made me think like, well, maybe he he was shocked to find he liked girls. I don't know. Well, I, I think he totally the way I read it anyway, the way I took it, which this is what's great about this type of stuff. You you know you can read the same thing I did. The way I took it is that he really didn't know. Jean Grey was was a, a woman, oh, a yeah, young lady. Yeah, at all. He thought it was a young guy. Yes. And 
in fact, you know, to fast forward a little bit, at one point, they're using a old-fashioned galleon sailing ship, but using Jean Grey's powers amplified by Carlos Javier, Carlos Javier, <laughs> they make it a flying ship, and Fury's on the deck, and somehow him and Fury start talking, and... Angel mentions a fury about Master Gray, and you know, this, I forget how it comes out. Like he, yeah. he's a tough lad, and Fury just kind of looks at him like, "Really? You don't? You? That, oh, never mind. Okay, yeah. I'm going to leave that alone." And then I ain't touching him, that with a ten foot pole. And then tells him to put on his shirt because that was yeah. the thing. Summers oh, yeah. was like, "Why are you? you you're going to be." Because Angel was all flying because the galley is flying, and he was flying around it just to to do it and summers is like you're drawing attention to him to us you're trying he's like i'm pretty sure the big flying sailing boat is drawing attention to us and me out there is not going to really make that much of a difference he's like and you're parading around without your shirt on he's like in his mind he's like Dude, so? we're, we're all guys here i got i got my uh, shirt off and my wings out i'm just i'm just hanging wing out and proud <laughs> come on and uh, yeah, that was that, that. So at the end of after realizing that he had no idea what that was about, Fury just goes, "Put your shirt on." Yeah, yeah. So they're they're actually flying to rescue the Fantastic Four, who we we find out are being held by Doom. Doom. By yeah. by the handsome. Yeah, that they, they were they were out and about in the world, and evidently in Russia they got captured, and he is holding the thing in a uh i don't know what is it a just he's basically got him in case going back to you mentioning the count of alta mondo or whatever it was the, the yeah Edgar the Allan Edgar Allan Poe he's thing. encased in yeah. stone and every once in a while he slams so he can't move or he can barely yeah, move he can barely move every every yeah. every once in a while he slams against the wall and then they starve him and johnny storm who is kept basically at the bottom of a well or a waterfall and so he's just encased and he's just always soaked so he can't flame on and you've paused me again are you trying to lick your elbow again callbacks are no somebody's calling me and it's coming through on the facetime sorry no you're fine he's there we find out later that they're keeping the invisible woman he's keeping her as a concubine basically and he's using the yeah, threat that's of really... violence. Yeah, no, that was just, that slipped. That was, by the way, that also slipped in. That was just a, and oh, by the way, yeah, he's he's raping Sue Storm every night. Yeah, um, it's really. I'm sorry, part of my French. It's really fucked up, but it's yeah. very subtly, slyly done. Yeah, just, just, oh, and you, and way, it took me like a, a double take. And so he is using the threat of killing them to make Mister Fantastic do all his thinking for him. I, I do like in this world, he, even Doom says, I have the smartest man that's ever existed, and he does what I tell him to. I, because in the 616, Victor Von Doom thinks he's the smartest man who ever existed. He would not agree that Reed Richards and his puny little brain were as smart as him. Yeah, and you get a little backs and forths where, where Reed Richards even says, huh, you know, this has been nice to just sit and think. I just was, wish it wasn't under the circumstances. And he starts talking about how maybe light is actually particles traveling, and Victor Von Doom just kind of dismisses him like that, that's ridiculous. Yes, you know, and, and freaking Reed Richards is talking about like high level physics crap he's, that's he's, centuries he's, before his time. Yeah, he, he's inventing 20th century physics in 1602 just by sitting still and thinking about it. He was talking at one point on the ship after they rescue him. 
discussing things and they're positing questions. He's like, yeah. no, I thought about that. No, I, I already, I already figured that out. This is, it's just like, you already figured that yeah. out. Well, and going back to Johnny Storm's torture chamber. Yeah, I think you're right. Like he's just under some kind of waterfall thing, which made me immediately think, and they didn't do, uh, Gaiman didn't do anything with this really, but I thought, I, I thought he was going to make it so that Johnny Storm was insane because of Chinese water torture. That's probably not PC anymore, but that kind of torture where you're just pounded with water, I think has been shown to cause people to lose their shit and really drive them batty. And I, I thought maybe they were going to go somewhere with that. Yeah, no, I, I think he was just down there frustrated because he was all dry. So yeah, uh, they, they send, the ship comes in, they, they have a great battle. One of the things that you find out is the reason Ben Grimm was slamming himself against the wall is he was beginning to start a crack. So he, even though he got punished for it, he just kept doing it because he finally had a crack. And then when they start to attack, he goes nuts on it. Because he's like, oh, okay. And he just is absolutely, he's like, okay, I've got something moving. And if I can keep it going. So as they attack Bobby Storm, Bobby Storm, Bobby, oh, uh, Iceman. What is? Drake? Drake. Yes, yes. Bobby Drake. Yes, Bobby Drake, Bobby Storm. I, it's, I, that's all the storms. Sue Storm, Johnny Storm, Bobby Storm, Johnny and Bobby. He freezes everything. And that right. allows, the, there's no more water and... They quickly defeat Doom, who, of course, it then is mangled. Well, because they're... Well, a couple things. I don't remember. So as soon as, you know, the escape starts or the attack and everybody starts escaping, Sue's really just there because she's being blackmailed into into being there. And she's like, okay, I'm free. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, it's been a little bit since I read this. She kills Natasha? No, I think she just knocks her out. Okay. All right. So so she... I, I don't think she kills her. I think she okay. smashes her over the head because all of a sudden Natasha is taking the attack to loot Dr. Doom's, Victor, uh, Count Doom's bedchambers. I mean, she's like, oh, well, uh, okay, I, got, I guess I'm going to take advantage of this to steal from a man that just murders people for no reason whatsoever. We'll hunt you to the ends of the earth for almost no reason. But yeah, you go ahead and steal from him after you slept with him. Right. Um, Smart so, plan. Yeah. When they get the uh, the treasure, the package that's being delivered from the old world, because Doom eventually gets it, and the the old man Donald, who is transporting the package or or is the 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 guardian of the package, pulls the old switcheroo and says, "Look at this big gold glowing orb." He has something that looks Count. that that would make him think it was a distraction. So he's this glowing orb that that really does nothing except glow. And that's what Doom is certain is the thing. That's right. Because that, that and ev- yeah. Eventually blows up in his face. Yeah. That, that's, what, that's what makes him the, the true Von Doom. And instead, the monk that is carrying this, the Knight Templar, I'm guessing he's kind of a Knight Templar, pulls out the walking stick for Thor. And he says, this, this is what, this is what it is. And he says, and I'm going to damn myself. And he turns into Thor. That was kind of awesome. Yeah. And well, the, his name is Don, the Donal or Donal, which I, of course I think is a nod tip of the cap to Donald, Dr. Donald Blake. Yes. Who was in the old school Thor uh, comic book, the alter ego. And he would slam down his walking cane or, or umbrella and then turn which, into, which he into found, Thor. Which he found in Norway or somewhere like that while right. on vacation. And, sure. Like you do. Yeah. Well, and then also the watcher gets to be a big deal towards the end in this because the watcher is like, I right. shouldn't interfere, but I've talked to my brethren 
And if everything goes the way we it's going, it's going to be the end of everything, everything, and we're going to have nothing to watch. Yeah, it's going to destroy the entire every universe, it, it, every multi, the whole multiverse. Yes. So for this one time, it's okay for me to interfere, and that's why he and bestows on Doctor Strange all this knowledge, and Doctor Strange gets involved and but Dr. sets certain things in motion. Yeah, but Doctor Strange is not allowed while living to explain any of this, and that that's that nice cop out for a guy like Doctor Strange, as you said, while living. So when King James executes him. He can then tell Cleo, who then tells everybody, and then uses him to tell everybody. She's like, okay, you ain't dead anymore. They, they laid a spell on him, or he just, he literally couldn't say anything until then. So they all go racing off. Basically, they all go racing to the United States. Or, well, what will be the United, the, the, the colony of Roanoke. They're, Correct. They're all going there. Fury, Fury arrives first with the witch breed and explains to the governor there that he's going to take them captive because if he doesn't take them captive, we got to do something because the whole idea is they have to send back that which came. So they have to find where Captain Rogers came from and they have to shove him back up it. And then Rogers doesn't want to go back. Oh yeah, he's, he's like just, he's like no, I can fix no. everything. If I just stay here, I'll fix everything. Or like I, I oh, can buddy, make, I can make America my own thing. And he he even he even pulls something that you don't expect. He runs away. That that one yeah. because he is so evidently where he came from is awful. So he feels he has to do something. So he runs away. And Nick Fury goes to chase him, and they they get into it a little bit, and then they have a talk, and he and Nick Fury, I love this, yeah, because this is this is this is so Nick Fury anyway. He he says to him, I I take it you knew a version of me in in, in your time, and he, and Rogers like I did, I did, and he said, and did you trust him? And he said, yes, I did, and he came, so he came down, and when he did it. Fury just beat crap out of him, knocked him out, and carried him away. And he's walking off. He's like, well, I'm not that version. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, yeah you are that version. That is literally what every version of Nick Fury would do. Just, yep. that's it. That is exactly what Nick Fury would do. Well, and, and just to, to bring it maybe full circle or not, the whole reason the Roanoke didn't disappear is because Rogers shows up. And exactly. that's what set all this in motion. Because absent Rogers... The, the the Native American version of Steve Rogers showing up, Roanoke wouldn't have survived. But he he sees him in trouble, and he does classic Captain America. He he I think he even says he didn't quite remember what was going on, but then slowly came back to him. Or does, he, is it something like that? Yeah, when he first got there, he really didn't know who he was, and he didn't understand the language. And the the tribe in the area took him in, and they fed him, and he he could help. I mean, this is a it's Captain America. He can hunt. He can forage. He can do whatever you need Captain America to do. But then when they showed up, he came and they were starving and he brought them food and he taught them how to do things. And he was truly the savior of that colony. What else? Uh, there was a passage towards the end. Uh, I say, Pat, I'm, I think this is a quote that the, the watchers just figuring out. And it's kind of something that comes up in, again and again in different Marvel titles that the universe fights to save itself, to save everything. The heroes have come. Is something I wrote down, and I know that's towards the end. It's something you see also. Of course, Earth is pivotal in this whole in this whole universe thing. You see it in Earth X. Uh, and did you ever read Earth X? No. Okay. What's Earth Speaking X? of just dystopian, it why was you, a limited series. At, why do you look at me when you say that? It was it was this limited series thing back way when. Anyways, just that you know the heroes are there and they're gonna save it, and so it's what they do. 
and the Earth is important. And then at the end, you get a thing where the Watcher's like questioning whether or not the the Watcher that's watching Earth should have done something, and is questioning, and and his like overseer is like, well, you did it, and maybe you shouldn't have, but now you got to live with it. And, and um, when we also all told you to do it, we're all proud that you did it, but you also did something that goes against everything we want. Now we all agreed you should do everything. Something that I, I, it was a real cryptic. But it, it was a legitimate. Yeah, sometimes you do the wrong thing because it will make something good happen. There are times where the end justifies the means. Hey, we have this strict system of what we believe is right, but if we do what we believe is right this bad, horrible thing will happen, so we can't do that. So Yeah. One other thing I had written down here, not a lot is made... So the King James, one of the bads, one of the bad guys, the King of Scotland, wanting to usurp the throne after he kills Elizabeth. He didn't, he didn't kill Elizabeth. Doom killed Elizabeth. Okay. Uh, but his, his second in <laughs> command is Banner. Yes. Remember? Yes, I do. And I, I kept remember. on waiting for something to happen with Banner, but at the very end... Banners exposed to the big flash that's setting everything kind of right. Yes, and when when, when Nick Fury sh- sh- basically shoves uh, Captain America back out of that universe and dies in in the thing, there's this big flash, and Banner has taken Peter Parker with him because Peter Parker was a quote traitor to King James, and he he was sent in order to save him his own life to kill and lead them to kill fury because he was his boy and he knows all about him and fury that was a great scene where fury literally kills everyone but banner and peter parker and peter parker is sneaking up on him and fury starts to talk to him and he get, he tells him all about this and he says look i would go ahead and kill me i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fight you because peter says we well, you could have killed me with him and he's like i'm not gonna kill you i brought you into this i, I this is your you're my your guy and then peter takes off but when the big flash comes banner does what banner does to become the hulk all the time he saves the kid and throws his body over him pushes him down and and covers him so he takes the brunt of that flash saving peter parker as opposed to as opposed to saving what's his name originally oh rick james Rick Jones. Rick Jones. <laughs> nah, man, it's better if or, it's Rick or, James. Or, 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 that's, I want to see that comic book now, <laughs> where Rick James is the Rick, uh, sidekick. Rick James saves the Marvel Universe. Exactly. Ends the, ends the war between the Kree and the Skrull. Yeah, he did a lot, remember, from just, yeah, Jessica Jones, alias? Hey, yeah. so help me with this. Okay. So Cap goes back. Yes. Shoved through. Yes. But the other iterations of the heroes are still in the 1602. Okay. That that became a splinter universe. Because remember, that was part of the, the discussion with the Watcher. Everything right. reset. Okay, thank you. When that happened, everything reset in the 616. But they took that, and it got encapsulated, and they gave it to the Watcher, and he can continue watching it. He put it in his... He put it near to his breast, and... There was a whole, yeah, so that that's still there. That's why they still do some stories in it, and that's how it ended up 
evidently it also ended up in Secret Wars, the Secret Wars 2 that was actually Secret Wars 3. Right. Okay. That, thank you. That, yeah. that, thank you for refreshing my memory because I was, I was confused about, yeah, only Kaplan back, not everybody else, and you're left with all these other, all these other supers in yeah, 1602. But okay. Be- beginning superheroes because throughout the, throughout the thing, Peter Parker has been, he likes to make things. He's very definitely a, a science boy extraordinaire. And he keeps looking at spiders, and he keeps touching spiders, and spiders are about just, to sting him, and it's just like, and then then there's just a flash, for it. but he's he's rescued, and then right at the end, he and Virginia Dare are walking through the woods together, and she's inviting him to go live with her, and her she can stay with his father until, and and he's bit by a spider. <laughs> And presumably a spider that got hit by the flash, maybe well, that, that that put that that, that abused him hey, with hey, he got spider bit by a spider. Powers. That's all we needed. Well, it, it's fine. speaking of that, you know, speaking of getting powers, there's a there's a scene middle of this thing when Natasha hasn't betrayed uh, Daredevil yet, and it's talking about how how uh, Daredevil gets his powers. Do you remember this part where it's just <laughs> I think Daredevil just ate some green goo in a cave. Yes. Do you remember that part? Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure that yeah. I read that right. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, That's an interesting a, way to just yeah, give him the powers. Whatever. He needed powers. Yeah. It, because I almost who, wish they would have just left it alone. Who doesn't see some glowing green goo coating a wall of a cave and say, huh, I'm going to taste that. I'm going to put that I in I wonder what that mouth. tastes like. That looks yummy. Yeah, right. Hey, hey, it blinded me. <laughs> but... But I can, I got, all my other senses are heightened. Yes. And I can, I can do really great gymnastics. Echolocation. Yeah. Oh, so the art by the great Andy Kubert, who was the uh, son of another famous artist whose name I'm blanking on, but his dad was a longtime comic book artist. He comes from comic book pretty much royalty, which is killing me. Uh, Joe Kubert. Thank you. Yeah. He was a big, big time guy back in the maybe going back to golden for sure silver age so he he does the interior art of the 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 covers which i thought are unique and cool mm-hmm. were were done by somebody else who i'm blanking on but okay. those I were would, also cool covers i really liked the art in this it, it was really well done yeah it was it really was yeah so uh, yeah it was it was good i liked it okay i, I liked, liked it, it too i, I quite enough enjoyed that it. i think have you read any of any more of the 1602 i stuff? have i read the spider-man stuff a couple of times of course you did. Well, yeah. Oh, I've also read this. No. This is about my third or fourth time to read this one. I I like it quite a bit. I I like the way they take it. I like everything. It's the way it's structured. I love the fact that even reading about it going forward, he wanted to have it pretty much all done before it started coming out, which I like. That means he really had time to make sure everything pieced together. It wasn't like sometimes when you read one of these limited series you can tell that they were not as fleshed out before they were all written it was like okay we're gonna have this 12 or 6 or 8 or however many they're gonna write and then all of a sudden they're like oh yeah but i got to five and i kind of just oh i had to change some stuff and i did all the and he it's tight it's tight yes yes and it's not too long it's not too short as opposed to that two issue x-men thing i asked you to read that was just so short and abbreviated and, and just and, like and, and unfortunately at the same time it was too effing long 
Uh, well, I, again, I enjoyed it. I know you didn't, but but it, like to, it, to, it, to it counterpoint been much it, better longer. It would have been right. much better longer, but it was too long in those two issues because it's just how much they were trying to do. I think is what I'm trying to say. So. Exactly, exactly. So you know, I think you're right. No, it was it was it, it's a very good. You know, this is it, it's not a what if story, but it's a cool alternate universe. Mm-hmm. You know, Splinter universe for Marvel, well, but and of course, I'm glad. What if stories? What if stories are other universes? That that's yeah, kind yeah. of the understood thing I've always thought. Is yeah, no, no, you're right. They're right. they're just it's the time. That's why they have the Watchers because it's different universes and these are the stories that happen in those universes where this slight thing happens. This slight thing. What if Hav was a girl? That we're going to explore in the graphic novel. Yes, a girl, a girl named Hav. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh... I'm glad they. Oh, I'm. I'm glad they didn't beat it to death. Also, and say, oh, eight issues. Let's make it, an, uh, not a limited series. Just keep on going indefinitely. I'm, I'm glad, I'm, as opposed to some other things where they just keep on going. Speaking of going back to the well too often, they just beat a dead horse until it's like, okay, I'm. I get it. Everything's gonna be X Men this this summer or this year, or everything's gonna be Batman. That laughed, or everything's yeah, well, Joker, everything's, or, everything's going to be and Batman I, and the Joker forever and ever and ever, and that's never going to end because there's some, yeah. anyway. I, I, I gotta stop. I, I, I legitimately, I know, I, I, legitimately, I, did, I did it. Hold but, on, no, I legitimately like Batman, and I feel like though they're making me not want to like Batman. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I okay, yeah, sure, I'll go. I don't not like what they're doing i just don't read it because i don't feel like i i want to they're doing different things with batman and all the batman family comic books and more power to them and i'm glad they're selling well i kind of feel this is going to sound so old old timer old you know back in my day i read my batman comic books that i liked and enjoyed Mm -hmm. I, i i and i treasure them i like them i remember them fondly to the point where i'm like eh, i've kind of read my batman i've read my piece of batman that, that. Uh, and peace, I mean, P-E-A-C-E. Yes. I've had my peace with, yeah. with Batman. And same with the X titles, quite frankly. I, I know they've done some cool stuff with the X-Men titles here recently, and I read a little bit of it. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, I, I did my, my X-Men stuff before. I don't know. It's that, just, and that's that, probably that's, very narrow-minded. That wasn't, me. nope, no, that was fine. You're, you're okay not, you're, you're okay to move on. That wasn't my point. My point has nothing oh, to do okay. with what they're writing about Batman. I've read current Batman. I quite like it. I've I've read a lot of the stuff that the writers have done in the Batman comic book. What I'm talking about is kind of the zeitgeist of Batman in the media and among certain comic fans about how Batman has to be more than anything. This is Batman. This is and Batman is the the all-time greatest i i will give you i can talk on how batman is not the best hero he's not the best everything he's insane which is cool don't get me wrong but let, let let's slow our roll on batman a little bit that that's my whole thing it just it's just and the how it all has to be dark and it all has to be this that's what I, I I love some of the stuff they're doing with the Bat Family. We're gonna at some point read, and this was this is an older comic. Well, not older. You're old, but older in like I I forget when it comes out when it when it came out. But the Bat Girl with Cassandra Kane, and it's not even a universe that okay. exists anymore. But it is one of the best runs of a of a different character that is just brilliant. So I I will suggest that one of these days because I I read that. I one. like the. I read that when Sorry, I moved back to Texas 
12 years ago or so I got it from the public library and I was like, holy crap, who, the, who is this? And oh my God, this is awesome. So, well, and I read the court of owls run uh, the good. first couple of volumes of that. Mm-hmm. And that was really good. And that's, I mean, that's, that's even now what, five, 10 years yeah, old. Yeah, but that, that's it? Snyder, right? I think so. Yeah. He's great. I really like him. Yeah, he is. So he really is. I, I, I do love the comics. I just, I think it's, I think it has to do with the movie fandom on this and the whole Snyder stuff. It just, he just grates me. I haven't, I haven't done it yet. I haven't watched it. We might have to, okay. Ooh, over Christmas. We do a bonus Charles and Hav pod about Justice League. We'll see. I gotta. I have to watch this. Well, we got a loop and Caesar on that then too. Oh, right? well, we'll see if he wants to do that. Yeah. Any Any. Anywho. So we both liked it. I. I. I loved. I loved everything about it. Just every time I've read it, I'm like, okay, this. This guy can write. It, yes. Well. Yeah. I, I was gonna say. Duh. Yeah. He. He can write it. I seem to remember too. Neil. Neil Gaiman. Uh, Gaiman. 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 Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman for. Or I think it was his run on Sandman, maybe, or mm-hmm. he won some uh, literary prize where it was everything was up for grabs, including novels, and it won. And God, I'm, I'm blanking on this award. I remember reading this when it when it happened, and shortly after he won the award for that comic book or the comic book one, and mm-hmm. they changed the rules so that comic books couldn't win anymore. Well, yeah, comic books because they, they were all snooty about it. Oh yeah, everybody's snooty about comic books. I, I whatever, I love them. So. Let's move on to your suggestion, Mouse Guard. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, I was curious what you were gonna think. Oh no, I, I, I. It, it was a very. It, it's an interesting premise. I enjoyed that. I. Goodbye. Art, what, what did you say? A description, or you what, want me to take a run at it? What? I, I just said it was an. Did you not hear me? No, you blinked. Out okay, there. yeah, What'd we we had a poor connection. I'm sure the weather's not helping. I, I said I, I really enjoyed it. It was a it was a great premise. It is basically what if mice had their own society, and this took place. Actually, we should have read this first because this took place in the 1100s, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we should have read this it's, first. It's called the though, fall. <laughs> even though that, uh, even though technically 1602 was written first, Mouse Guard takes place in 11 the 1100s, and it's it's basically the mice have their own society. But they have to protect themselves because they're little tiny creatures and everything can kill them. So they have the mouse guard. And this has existed for a long time. I would be really curious to see a legend. I'm not a big map guy and stuff, but they had these maps of the mouse, the whole kingdom. Or it's not even a kingdom. It's a a loose confederacy that has a... It's city-states, basically. And the mouse guard patrols the land and protects the mice. So each city can do whatever it wants. And it opens up with these ma- these mouse guard. I want to say keep wanting to say mice guard. These mouse guard people. These mouse yeah. guard mice. One of which discovers that there's a traitor, and that they have a map of the that they have a map of the. Is it Mouse Haven? Is that what the name of the where they they do things or. Guard of their haven. whole like area. Yeah, it's it's where the guard. You know what? Lives. I don't even remember. Yeah, but there there's a map of this, so there's clearly a traitor, and the the whole thing is just the them trying to find out the traitor. Some people find it, getting captured. There's wonderful old conquering hero that comes back, secret hero. There, like like an old. It's a very mythic thing, but it's all about it's all mice. So they it was a very mythic. The author 
who is also the artist too, right? He he wrote and drew. Correct. Yeah. He did a wonderful job of just creating his own little world that I enjoyed living in. It's very it's very short this first arc. At least there's there's not a huge amount going on, but you meet all these little mice and they are battle-hardened warriors. And they're adorable. <laughs> yes. With their little capes and their little swords. Their little capes and their little swords. At one point, the, there are three of them, and they're investigating an area. And one says to another one, I need a distraction. So he jumps up on the things and says, Ho there, everyone. See two of the mouse guard duel for your pleasure. And they're like, oh. The, the other one's like, oh, for the love of God. And so off Gosh they go. Gosh darn it, man. Yeah, All so, right. And they're taking bets on them. I, I'll take the little one with the sword. No, I'll take the one with the stick. And they go at it. Yeah, so there's Liam Liam and Kenzie are the two, the, are the two older guys. And I think Saxon is the new one that's just uh, fuck all. And he's the one that kills the snake. Yes. Like gets into the mouth of the snake and stabs the snake through yeah, its mouth into its way. brain yeah, no, to kill it. No, he gets eaten by the snake in order to kill the snake. Yeah. And comes out. There. That was yeah. awesome. I had forgotten about that. Yeah, they. Yeah, they, they're, so they're badass little mice. Yeah, and then they find that the map of one of the of of one of the towns has been stolen, and the maps of the towns are not supposed to leave that town. And okay, they're investigating right. the, the head. I think it's something like that. And the head of the mouse guard is Gwendolyn, and I forget which city state she's in. And and and, and very early on, and they kind of it's not over the top or semi over the head. They meet the, 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 uh, a Mason or a blacksmith midnight just passing. And of course, midnight turns out to be the bad guy there. I'm going to just jump into it at the end. You find out he's, he's created this whole cult of the, of the black ax. That's going to, he's going to be in charge and he's going to run all the city States and he's going to be in charge. And the mouse guard has lost their way. Well, he, and yeah, he's going to storm the castle. He's tired He's your basic authoritarian. He is tired of each city being able to do whatever the hell they want. And he's going to really crack down and make sure people toe the line. I mean, it's just pure authoritarian stuff. They need to be told what to do. Right. And and the, the mouse guards can't tell him what to do. He's going to tell everybody else. What I, it's like, okay, buddy, that's some crazy stuff. After the duel I was talking about... The person that was going went to the map maker and was asking about the map. And they're like, oh, well, you must be here to join the <laughs> join the invaders. So that mouse joins the invaders. They Saxon. Give I think it's Saxon. Saxon's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that, sure. that's what I'm here for. Okay. And and then they say, hey, there's mouse, there, there's mouse guard in the town. And they attack the two that were, fu- that, that, that were doing the distraction. String them up and fling them outside and leave them out yeah. there to die. And then they're drug off by who turns out to be or claims to be the original Black Axe. Yeah, the Axe. The, the original. The Axe, yes. The original. The Axe or the Black I forget uh, it, if, which I, is called which. I think he's the Black Axe because they, the, when, the, when the Axe yeah, was made, the, he took yeah. the name of the Axe. He, he gave up his name and took this weapon that no other mouse could wield. And basically he's Thor with an Axe. Or Black Hammer with an axe. Or John Henry with an axe. I'm trying to think of other famous Hammer people. It's a or bad, M- or, or it's a bad MC, map. Or, or MC Hammer with an axe. There you go. I want to see that little that little mouse with hammer pants on. Stop. Now I want to hammer see that. Time. Look, I and I don't I don't feel I don't I don't feel like I'm doing it justice. It's 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 a short read, it's a really quick read. It's a very I really enjoyed it. I, I did too. I did too. I, enough so that I'm probably gonna read more. 
Yeah, I, I would. I, I same over again. More winter break stuff. More in the in, in the Tarid pile. Speak. Going back to your thing about an authoritarianism thing. They're trying to literally overthrow the government. And I'm sorry. I'm going to go there. It really, you know, brought up a lot of stuff that I feel about January six, especially at the end when, you know, they only captured the the mice that were part of the Black Axe movement that were in the city, the capital. And the ones that were outside all went back to their lives. And in fact, there's a line at the end that there are all these all these members of the Black Axe that went back to their lives and are, are suffering no repercussions for trying to literally overthrow their way of life. And it just, to me, I'm getting a little worked up. I'm sorry. Just, I was like, oh, gosh, darn it, I recommended this. And I didn't remember this part of it. But I was like, wow, this, this is just so weirdly timely that we're living through just freaking, I'm sorry, it's, I know it's a story about mice. It just was so it, spot on. It was scary. It's an allegory of January 6th, Hav. He clearly wrote it for that back in, what, 2006? See? January 6th, 2006. Yeah. It's a premonition, man. It's a premonition. He knew what was coming. It did come out in February of 2006. Dang. What? <laughs> oh, man. Here, pass that over here. <laughs> So you're trying to say that that David Peterson's a time traveler? No, but that I he I did war- not, he warned us. I did not I did not realize that you're absolutely right about that. It's just like oh yeah, they're just gonna go back to their way of life. And I I did like the when they won the fight against him. One of the mouse guard was about to kill Midnight, and they stopped him. They said no, that'll make him a martyr. We're not doing that. And that I that was great. Mm-hmm. Well, he was going to chop off the head of Saxon in front of the gate to get in. And we, we, we didn't even talk about the whole other mouse that fought her way back. It was a her, right? That was the... Yes. Yeah. The What was her name? I had it down somewhere, but go ahead. She she managed to get back... Sadie. Sadie. Yeah, Sadie managed to get back to Mousehaven, and that's what I'm calling it. I don't care if it's right or wrong. That that That's where, where they... Don't look it up. I don't... We do not need a segment of hop types. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just scrolling. Go ahead. She finally she gets back right before the mass of people are going to and manages to convince them to lock the gates and let's make sure we don't get attacked because it's going to happen. And and I'm glad they didn't do the trope that they do sometimes of why should we believe you? Who, oh, Dude, I'm you know me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she gets the map from that that person that's out in that far flung outpost. Mm hmm. And he's he, I think I forget what his name is. Yeah, Conrad maybe okay. because he sacrificed himself battling a a, a group of clams or, or crabs rather. Crabs. Remember that? <laughs> crabs. <laughs> he's battling a, a bad case of the crabs. Oh, huh, no. I'm not better than that, Charles. Oh, I I, I'm not. I know. I'm well aware of that. I've known you for a while now. So uh, that's a really cool scene and battle. And, and you, the, I'm sorry, if you haven't read this, you're probably hearing this. So there's this really cool scene where the Spice is fighting this group of crabs. You're probably like, what the hell are they smoking? Is and, it, but it really it, is good. It's a really good scene of, um, of two mice fighting crabs. And believe it or not, it's very hard to fight crabs. Is that the one where she, good Lord, dude. Hav is laughing because he knows how hard it is to fight crabs. <laughs> oh, like he's I like, am such a juvenile. Yeah. I am such a juvenile. Go ahead. It's Lockhaven, but the town is Lockhaven. Okay. Not Lockhaven. It's Lockhaven. Okay. Go ahead. See, hey, I got the Haven part right. Uh, it was just Damn a, right it, you it did. was a really good. It was a really good scene, including 
Uh, is that is that where she fakes throwing her knife at the crab and it bites on the thing and it just bounces off the carapace and then she sticks it in somewhere else and she's like, ha ha, fooled you. <laughs> yeah. It was great. And then, so she makes it back. Gwendolyn, I guess, is the head of the mouse guard. And so Correct. she kind of has a lot of power in the mouse community, but not the enough power in the my eyes of midnight who is like all authoritarians and wants more and more and more. Well, and, and they kind of, you know, look, I, I'm not trying to shortchange it or, or rush us going through it. it. Again, it's a pretty tight, I use the word tight. It's a, it's a very succinct story. It's six issues, but I've, I've used this before. Speaking of sequential art storytelling, a lot of it is just, Hey, this is what's going on. And, and there's the, as opposed to like a, 80s Chris Claremont uh, X-Men comic book, there's not a lot of words. It's just yeah. a lot of uh, things happening, action, and very succinctly tells you a pretty compelling, good story that, I, I like you said, I, I want to read more from this, this cool little weird, awesome mouse universe. And I also wanted to point out at the very end, and I'm not trying to skip to the end, but they also at the end say, winter is coming. Because this is titled, this is called The Fall of 1152, and then at the very end, it's Winter is Coming, which I thought, of course, because of Game of Thrones was interesting and fun. Well, And I have no idea when Game of Thrones is written, so the actual books. But people people said Winter is Coming well before any of these were written. That's like a common phrase for farmers and people, because they were talking about that. They didn't think they have enough produce for the winter or, or food for the winter I, I, no no i know i'm just saying I know. winter is coming i in the context of a swashbuckling you know swords from, and yes. stuff but but it's it's i mean ask i, I bet i bet the donner party was kind of concerned that winter was coming yeah i, I get you but you know like when it hit the whole when it gets I, I to be such I a know. mainstream media because winter was coming for a long time in game of thrones and they took like three years off i felt like well, uh, in between seasons the, there for a the, while. Well, if I remember the books correct, the whole winter is coming has to do with whatever world that is in the books. And I've read a, a yeah. okay, I've read, I've read, I quit reading one book because it just, it had been too long between the books and it got too long and I have my reasons, but I did enjoy the ones I read or finished winter. It's not like our winter their winter lasts like ice age length. They're like years. So they'll have like years of spring and then years of winter. So when they say winter is Ah. coming, they mean that is coming. If I remember correctly. And again, it's been since I read them a long time ago, well before the TV show. So that, that's my, that's my moment. Game of Thrones. Feel free to correct us on by sending us a letter to what's your address off. Post office, post office box. (laughs) Send us an email. Send us an electronic email to correct my Game of Thrones commentary. It's quite fine. You can correct it, Patrick, if you can remember. Uh, I'd like to thank Patrick for writing the writing the letter, and and then sending me a text about something. For the last five, Patrick has been mentioned on this will be the third straight podcast that I will mention, Patrick. But Hav and Charles talk comics at gmail.com. That is our email. Hav and I would both like, like we we literally today, we were texting with Caesar and he 
shoved a correction in on something I had said in a podcast, and I told him we don't take corrections over via text. We take them via email. So you email us that correction. And then we'll talk, talk about it on the No, Then and only then. That's right. That's my promise to you. That's right. So, Caesar, I am not going to mention that you pointed out that Juggernaut is Charles Xavier's stepbrother, not his half-brother. Like, I, I think that's what I said, half-brother. His stepbrother, I will not bring that up unless you email us. So you email us. And I won't mention, I won't mention Caesar, that you incorrectly said he got the powers from the Dark Crystal, like the Dark Crystal movies, which I don't know where you got that from. It's just so weird that you got that so wrong. Hey, one other thing that, that was kind of cool that I wanted to... text he sent, because I don't think that's how that went. I, I, I see, I, well, don't get into the minutia of it. I, that's how I remember it going okay. down. Okay. From my, my recollection from the text earlier today. There was a cool part in this also that I thought there, the, the, the mice and the mouse guards, crows, it looks like, or their pets are the bees. Do you remember yes. that? Yeah. They, they, well, they also use and, the bees for their honey and the beeswax. Exactly. I, I'm hoping, I'm sure, they drop that nugget in there, and hopefully they do more with that later on. The bees. Uh, and I don't remember the bees. And, and the dogs, so. when they bark, the bees come out. And Okay, sorry, that was a... The Simpsons. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, they're not that enormous amount that you can, that you can say about this. The, the art was amazing. The detail he took in, in drawing the towns, the, the different towns that they went to and the different domiciles that they lived in and how they protected themselves living at the base of a tree or living inside things and they have all these little houses i kind of loved that i i just the whole way he thought out this entire little world that like i was saying with i'm not generally on one for maps in stuff i read but he had a map and what i really wanted was a legend so I could see the, the actual distance because we're looking at this, which looks like this huge territory, which can't be more than an acre of land, right? I mean, there might. I was going to say, it could be like a football field. Yeah. It could be like a few football fields. Yeah. It, it's not this huge area. Uh, we could cross that in, well, I can run 100 yards in at least 10 minutes. Yeah. But to them, it's a universe. Yes. It, it, it's their entire world. So I, I would... Um. That, that just fascinates me, that, that, that it could also be, this is just the only microcosm of a mouse civilization that ever happened. It was in this one five-acre patch in Europe in the 1100s. Who knows? Let's, let's see. Hey, something I did want to point out for, for those with you know, younger ones, kiddos. Yeah, there's some, there's some violence in it, but I think it's very much appropriate for kids. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think they, I, yeah, you do, you do. I think they'd enjoy it. I, it it's fun. And it's sweet. It, well, it's well, not sweet. It's bloody. To, it's not bloody. They don't show blood. They, they show PG violence. Let's put it that way. Right. Well, and to that point, I, I, and I don't know Mr. Peterson, the, the writer and artist, but I, I, given that it won, it won the Eisner Award for Best Publication for Kids for the Comic Book Awards for, for the year that this, iterate, this, this volume came out, or this six-issue it was six issues. And by the way, the comic books, when they came out, they weren't your standard comic book. They were like, you know, long ways, rectangular and oddly shaped and, yeah. and just different. So more, yeah, more, more, more like a, like more a, like a book, like a kid's book. Yeah. Like a, like almost like a golden book, but a little bigger yeah. and more, uh, portrait. I mean, more landscape mm -hmm. than portrait mm -hmm. wise. 
it was very well received when it came out, and it, there's a lot of levels to it to the point where you get me ranting about January 6th, and also I think it, kids would enjoy it because it's swashbuckling mice. Yes, that, that, was, that was why I enjoyed yeah. it, because I am a kid at heart. You, you're just yeah. all, you're all about the politics. I just, every time I go there. Oh, wait. All no, the time. That, 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 that's the other one of us that generally, thank you for you doing the moment of politics, and I didn't say a word outside of a green with everything you said. And Hav is gone again. And Hav is back. So, so we've been getting some rain. Whoa, we've been getting some rain, and apparently that mightily affects my internet connection for some reason. It, it, it happens. The power kept going out at work today, so... It can affect all sorts of things. Yeah, it can. I'm sorry. Where do you have any idea where we were at when, no, when we left off? No, not really. We were just talking about how it, it seems to be a good thing for kids. It could be a good thing for kids to read. It, it's really a well done comic. I don't really have that much more to say about it. I I really, I really did truly enjoy it, but I legitimately would never have read it unless you'd suggested it. It would never have. I mean, I would have. I'd have never picked it up. So thank you. Well, uh, it's nice no, you're welcome. Stuff that I'm... you'd never read. I, I mean, some of the stuff you suggested I never would have read, and I don't thank you for making me read. And <laughs> I just, I just, I just no, no. But you did good. Good half. Yay. <laughs> well, and and last thought on this for me, in the world where everything is optioned and adapted to the smaller big screen, it looks like there's been a couple runs at this, and I'm kind of surprised. We haven't seen some version of this somewhere in in media in a in a TV or or movie thing. And, yeah. And maybe it's going to happen. Maybe it won't. But it seems like something that would be not easily done, but if done well, could be cool. It could be adaptable. I I will say I don't think everything has to be adapted. I I'm kind of happy sometimes when things aren't. It's nice to just have something in the medium in which it was conceived. And you just like Alan Moore says. Well, yeah. Except, uh, oh, oh, shall we do this? Because I just rewatched the Watchmen TV show on the HBO. Show? The show on HBO, which I absolutely love. And I texted Hav while I was doing it that I legit think it's the best version of Watchmen, period. And that means it's clearly better than the movie. And I also think it might be better than the comic book. And that's not anything against the comic book because the comic book is great. So Hav disagrees with me, which is okay. But I'm not ready to go to that point. It's just, but for the comic book, you don't have anything. So the, the original always, you know, kind of has a place yes. high on the list for me, if not on the top. But that said, I'm one that likes Empire better than Star Wars. Yes. And by Star Wars, I mean A New Hope, and, but I call it Star Wars. So there. Yeah, we, we have already done that conversation on, and, and I'm pretty sure I, I, I know our, our listeners skew to an age bracket that probably also thinks of uh, a new hope as star Wars or some of our um, listeners, at, yeah. least, at least the listeners that we know personally. Well, until now yeah. we're getting, we, we, I think we're, we're trending younger at this point because I'm handing out copies of the podcast elementary school kids. Well, okay. <laughs> That's just weird. <laughs> that would be very weird. Bad Charles. Bad Charles. <laughs> that would be very weird. Well, hey, let's. Uh, are we to a point where we're? Oh, I'm redlining here. Bad. You've Is been, it sounding weird? No, you sound fine. I, are we to the point now where we're going to talk about what we're going to read next time? Sure, let's do that. Let let us talk about the final episode of season one. That we have decided that the episode that will be dropping the day after Thanksgiving. So when you're sick of your family, 
and sick of shopping, feel free to hunker down and listen to a brand new podcast by Hav and Charles Talk Comics. Sorry, and Charles and Hav. See what I did there? I inverted. Yeah, you, yeah, you flipped I, it. I flipped you it. flipped it. Yeah. And what we're going to read is I suggested Mr. Gonzalez read Marvels by Kurt Busiek. And he suggested I read Avengers Forever by the aforesaid mentioned Kurt Busiek. So we're going to have a Busiek off and read those two. And I will tell you, I just started Avengers Forever. So I am I'm actively reading it right now. I've been doing that throughout this whole podcast. I've been reading that instead. That's if, if I've seemed distracted, that's what, no. Uh, you so, can multitask, gosh darn not, it. Not that well. Good grief. So we will be talking about that to, to end the season as it were with, and that'll put us at 14 episodes, but 15 podcasts for the season, which I think for a, for a freshman effort, that was pretty good. And I don't know, I can't decide whether we should come in hard at the end of our podcast with our suggestions for episode one of season two, or if we want to sit on it for a while. I think we sit on it yeah. for a while. So let me, uh, maybe, yeah, let's think, because I haven't really thought that far ahead. Yeah. We were thinking so far ahead for these last few episodes for this season. I really hadn't given any thought. I do, I, I know you, I don't want to say you don't, you say, you, it's not that you dislike the arc or you, you don't, the art doesn't make or break it for you, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But in Marvel's, the art is done by the great Alex Ross. Oh, no, in Marvel's, the, the, the art is incredible. It's, it's paint, it, it's, look, I think all of comic book art is art but this is that next level of art the work that he went in on this and the depth with which he did certain things and the homages to other comics in dc if you read the annotated version of it where they break down panel by panel stuff it it is amazing and i promise y'all i will not go into that on the podcast because it's okay if you do. I think I, that'd be I, interesting. I, I'll, I'll I'll mention. I may mention some of it because it. I really like Marvels. Not to not to push pitch this too hard, because we won't do it justice. Because we're a couple of yahoos talking about it, but it's really good. And I I'll say I'm enjoying Avengers Forever so far. Well, and speaking of Avengers Forever, to give credit to those, and I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, and we'll talk more about it next podcast. Kurt Busiek is a writer, but also another writer on it, I, I think is giving credit is Roger Stern, oh. who, to bring it full circle, was a writer of the arc I suggested for episode one of uh, Avengers Under Siege. He, if he wasn't a co-writer, he was a co-plotter, I think, with Kurt Busiek. So I know Charles is just a big fan of Roger Stern and Under Siege. And the art I, for, I, for this... I'm not saying uh, that I'm not a fan of is, Roger Stern. I was not a huge fan of Under Siege. And the, and the, and the art for uh, Avengers Forever is, is, is uh, Carlos Pacheco. It's got really uh, good art, Pretty too. unique style. Yes, it, it, it very much is a unique, unique style. I, I'm enjoying it. Okay, so yes, that, that is what we will be doing on our final episode of the season. We, we hope you all will join us on that. Uh, we also hope that you will send us emails about anything and everything. Hav's personal email address is... No. <laughs> My work email is... Oh, no. No. <laughs> no, but yeah, please drop us a line. Uh, suggestions again. Uh, that said, though, if you don't, I get it. People are busy. But we do really appreciate all of y'all that have been listening now all season long. And thank you, Charles. Uh, we'll talk more about this probably at the end of the last yeah. podcast for the season. But thank you for doing the podcast with me and uh, I thank- and getting this whole thing started. Yeah, thank you for agreeing to. I've had a I've had a blast. I've been joking with 
Hav semi joking with Hav that I'm looking for another podcast to do because I'm actually enjoying doing this. And it's like, okay, what else can I do? What do I know about? And so basically what I'm saying is I have nothing. I got nothing else I can do a podcast about. This is it. I can read a comic and kind of talk about it. End of list. But if anybody has any any ideas for a podcast I could do, shoot me shoot me an email at havencharles.comics. <laughs> Dot at gmail. Or we could just read more. Or we could just read. Or we could just read more comic books. Charles, get out there. Okay. Well, we can do that. All right. I mean, I I figure we're we're producing this. We're we're coming out with this every two weeks. I could do another one that came out every two weeks, and I could just. You're going for punishment. Eh. Like I said, you take, this, it takes you some work. I know it does. It, it does. It does. But I mean, I get it done when I have to get it done. So I have I have time to do it. It's not that hard to edit now what now that i've learned how to do it and do such a poor job of it so i want to thank all of you well wait, before you do that one thing i did want to mention uh-huh. the other reason i'm 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 excited to read marvels is because charles you did give this to me some of y'all know some of y'all don't i was laid up last year in the hospital i'm not going to go into that in detail but i was laid up for a while you gave me your copy of marvels to read i really appreciate it and i think i told you I was a little loopy for a while, but I did read it. I don't remember a lot of it. And I had read it before years ago. So I am looking forward to reading it. But it it also kind of is a little sentimental to me because it was something you gave me to read while I was recovering. And and I do appreciate that. And so I'm looking forward to it for for that reason, too. Well, yeah, because I remember I brought you a whole stack of graphic novels because he he had we got told he went to the hospital and I I went to where I had him on the shelf and I started pulling out. I'm like, oh, he has to have read this. And oh, he might like this. And I'll get him this. (laughs) So. Yeah. Yeah, you gave me like three, two or three or three or four. Yeah, I gave you a decent stack because you were going to be sitting in the hospital room while you waited for surgery. So yeah, and, and everything happened. turned out okay. Everybody, yeah. in case you don't know, anybody doesn't know, I everything turned out pretty okay. So I'm, I'm uh, but yeah, just wanted to mention that. Yeah, don't so. don't let the don't let the way he talks on the podcast fool you. Sometimes he's fine. <laughs> okay, you cracked yourself up there, didn't you? <laughs> no, your response. You, you, you're you're. Your Miss Krabappel laugh on occasion cracks yeah. me up. That that's that's more that's more what amused me. My hack jokes, not so much. Uh, okay, well now go ahead. You can thank right. everybody because you know I can what now? Thank you. You should. You can thank, thank every. Thank oh, you. Okay. Thank everybody if you want. I swear to God, I thought you said you can fuck everybody. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, wow. And this podcast Tra- took a Charles. Charles, you can go and tell everybody to fuck off. Go ahead. Have at it. <laughs> Here in our second episode, we want you to know what we think of you. We really appreciate you, as I think we've said many times. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Hob, for joining me once again. <laughs> and Until next time, have a great time. Bye.